0: For the 10th Disney movie, I will be watching another anthology film. How exciting. However, this one was actually a good film as it went by pretty fast. Hi guys, I'm Gabby and today I'll be watching Make Mine Music. Make Mine Music came out in 1946 and actually felt a lot shorter than most of the films. This was also very entertaining as it kept my attention and I didn't find myself getting distracted. The film was separated into 10 segments. The first segment was by the King's Men. By the way, all the segments were just songs. There was no dialogue at all. This revolved around the family feud of the Hatfields and McCoys. Think Romeo and Juliet. Like all family feuds, it's broken up when Grace Martin and Henry Coy meet each other and fall in love. What did I say? Romeo and Juliet. After their wedding and, you know, loving each other, they then continue the feud because they realize that marriage isn't what it's all cracked up to be. The next segment is called Blue Bayou, which was performed by the Ken Darby singers. This segment was a ballad and had no real storyline. It was just a bunch of blue imagery with a beautiful song in the background. The only other storyline would be the following of two E-grades flying through the Everglades. The third segment was a jazz piece, and it was a lot of fun. It was performed by Benny Goodman and his orchestra and followed the teens of the 40s. They had a poppin' time. They hear the music of the 40s, and all the teens get ready to head over to the diner to go dance and have a good time. I even found myself tapping my toes to the rhythm. The fifth segment was another love ballad. Yawn. The The sixth segment was called Casey at Bat. This took place at a baseball game and ended up being a poem that was recited by Ernest Thayer. This poem was about Casey, who is apparently this amazing baseball player. The bases are loaded, and it's finally his turn at bat. The other team is nervous because they know Casey is going to hit a home run and win the game. However, Casey is a cocky little ball player, so he manages to get two strikes just because he can. On the third throw, the scene transitions to what everyone else is up to. Kids playing at the park, parents walking around. It's a beautiful day. What happened with the baseball game, you ask? Oh, yeah. Casey struck out like weeks ago. It was raining and no one was at the game. This guy has been sitting at this field mad about striking out while everyone else is living their own lives. He's never showing his face again. For the seventh segment, we have Peter and the Wolf. This is about a Russian boy named, well, Peter, who sets off into the forest to hunt a wolf with his animal friends. Back at it with the animal friends, I see. Boy, what a ride this segment was. Basically, Peter has this dream to capture a wolf. Why? I don't know. But after his grandpa is saying no to finding this wolf, he goes out in the forest anyway. He meets up with his pals, the bird, the duck, and the cat, and go find this wolf. Well, after a short amount of time later, they find the wolf. And this guy is scary. If I were Peter, I would have walked right back to my house. Anyway, while they're being chased by the wolf, the duck gets eaten. Disney, what are you doing? Then the bird, the cat, and Peter are stuck in a tree with this wolf walking around. They manage to tie a rope around the wolf's tail and trick it into coming up the tree. Three hunters then show up to save the day, but it turns out Peter has it handled because he tied up the wolf to the tree, and now they're taking it to the zoo. The zoo? Really? After he just like killed the duck? All right, but get this. The duck ended up being alive the whole time. He was hiding in the tree. The eighth segment isn't too exciting. It basically is just music following a bunch of instruments messing around and not being instruments. You know how it goes. The ninth segment is about these two hats, Johnny Fedora and Alice Bluebonnet. They meet each other at a department store where they fall in love. Unfortunately, Alice gets bought and Johnny is stuck at the store all by himself. Finally, he gets bought and finds Alice one day. He tries to follow her, but then he goes through a series of unfortunate events. He ends up being turned into a hat for carriage horses, and guess who also turned into a carriage horse hat? You got it Alice Blue Bonnet. What a coincidence. The last segment is called The Whale Who Wanted to Sing at the Met. This is pretty self-explanatory. This whale loves to sing opera for some reason and dreams of singing at the Met. However, he was almost killed by some whale-killing fishermen because let's just kill all sea creatures, hashtag save the whales. Luckily, there are some decent people on board the ship, and they stopped him from being murdered because they wanted to hear the whale sing. We then get a montage of the whale becoming famous as he finally gets to live his dream of singing at the Met. The lesson this film has taught me, anyone can do whatever they want, even a whale.